Hi, I'm the New Age Techno Hippie, and I'm recording my first show for Hacker Public Radio. It's going to be my path to Linux, and hopefully in the future I will be able to do more shows on Linux and the things that I do that I would consider hacking. So, for my path to Linux, it started in 1995. I was at the end of my high school career, and I'd really only experienced Microsoft operating systems. I'd used DOS and BASIC in school for programming simple little things, and I'd also used Windows 3.1.1 and 95 and word processing products. I'd used the Corel WordPerfect application a lot, um, and a little bit of experience with the Microsoft Works and Word products as well. So when I was handed the disks and my friend told me, you have to check out this new operating system. It's called Linux. And here's these Red Hat disks. I was like, okay, whatever. So I went home and I tried it out and it was interesting. It wasn't usable, but it was interesting. And the portion of me that was very hacker mentality said, you know, boy, I should really keep on tinkering with this. So I did. And while I was never able to get the X Windows server running, which I think was kind of a common problem back then for a lot of people, I was able to get it installed. I didn't delete my entire hard drive, which was a bonus. And I was able to play around with it. So I eventually started up, after I got into college and got settled in a little bit, a dual boot system between Red Hat and Windows using Lilo. And I would tinker with Red Hat. I got the X server running and started to check out Window Maker. And when I started to check out Window Maker, I thought it was very different and a very unique experience. But I was still looking for something a little bit more comfortable for me. I settled on FVWM, and that worked out pretty well. I was able to check out all the X Windows applications from there and had a good time playing around with Linux in general. I wasn't able to use it for my daily needs yet. I was stuck doing a lot of school projects that required Windows-only software at the time, and I still like to play video games quite a bit and really didn't know how to make them work under Linux. So I kept on going through school, eventually graduated, and got a job for a company. The company, though, used Microsoft for almost all of their needs. Um, I did get to check out some very interesting older hardware, and I learned about DEC computers and VAC systems and those operating systems, and I also learned about real-time operating systems with things like VXWorks, and also did a little bit of microprocessor programming and assembly. It was all very interesting, but I had to learn a lot of Windows, too. I was administering some Windows servers and doing web development for Microsoft's web server and web-based applications that would interact with some of our real-time systems. So I wound up learning a lot of Microsoft-specific products, um, Microsoft SQL Server, and things that you would find in the Microsoft Developer Network subscriptions. But when I got laid off from that company, I got to address my real um, interest, which was Linux. I wiped off my computer, installed Red Hat 9 as the majority operating system that I was going to use, and made it my default choice as an operating system. I was really impressed with Red Hat 9. It gave me all the functionality that I was looking for, and because I was laid off, I had lots of time to learn everything that I didn't know already. So I learned how to use Wine to run my video games. I learned how to use OpenOffice. I learned how to use all the other applications that came along with it. I learned a lot of the um, new applications um, by 
reading through Linux format um, that exposed me to a lot of new applications that I might not have found just sort of searching around. It was a great introduction to the Linux community. Now, when Red Hat decided that they were going to go with Red Hat Enterprise Linux and that the only community offering they were going to have was going to be Fedora, I started to look for new distributions, something else that I could sort of latch on to because I liked the whole sense of community even though I wasn't really involved in it. And I also liked the stability that Red Hat had provided, but that stability really wasn't there with Fedora. It took a couple releases before Fedora kind of got stable again and got its feet underneath of it. So I was looking for something else that was different. Now I stayed with Fedora as my primary desktop and I was on Linux pretty much 100% of the time by this point. Um, I had no Windows install at all on my computer um, after upgrading to Fedora, but Fedora wasn't running 100% smooth for me either. I tried SUSE, I tried Debian, I tried Mandriva, I tried Gentoo and Slackware, and probably several other distributions that I can't remember, but I never found anything that really took the place of Fedora. I was comfortable with Fedora, I just wasn't particularly 100% happy. So I kept on looking around and eventually Linux Format ran a special um, magazine a while back that had a whole bunch of different distributions and sort of a comparison between them and who they were for. So by this point I would say that I was definitely identified as a power user of Linux. I'm not a developer for any open source software and I don't really contribute yet. Um, I'm looking to get into it in the future but I'm awfully tied up with my, uh, my, my kids and my day-to-day -day stuff that I, I'm not really open to, to being able to do much development at this point although I'm looking to get into more. And so I looked at this re review and found Arch Linux, and Arch Linux is a wonderful distribution if you haven't tried it and you're a power user and you like having the latest and greatest stuff that's actually stable, but the ability to tinker as much as you want, then Arch Linux is probably a very good lineup for you. Um, they have a user repository, a wonderful wiki, and the ability to for any of the users to upload packages you want and you can maintain that package for your own needs and other people benefit from that too um, and it's a very wonderful system so I use that on my uh, desktop and my laptop and I have Memo 5 for my phone which is an N900 um, wonderful phone even though Nokia is really uh, tanked lately with their support for open source by uh, by bowing down to the to the Microsoft machine, but uh, hopefully somebody else will step up and uh, take up the moniker for releasing a good open source type phone like the N900. All right, well, thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the show, and I'll try and do some more in the future. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. For more information on the show and how to contribute your own shows, visit hackerpublicradio.org.